it's not eloquence and it's not persuasion and it's not articulation and it's not having good diction and not having vocalized pauses and having a good stage movement and all of these things that we talk about. It's not that that actually affects change. It's preaching Christ and him crucified that actually makes the difference in people's lives. Welcome to the Preaching Donkey Podcast, a weekly show where we explore how to preach life-changing messages. I'm your host, Lane Sebring, and I'm so excited to bring you inspiring and helpful conversations with amazing pastors and church leaders, all designed to help you take your preaching and leadership to the next level. And now, let's dive right in. Welcome to episode eight of the Preaching Donkey podcast. I just want to say Merry Christmas to you. I'm so thrilled to be a part of your life, even in some small way through this community here at Preaching Donkey. And as we kind of wrap up the year, I've got a really cool episode for you next week where we're going to talk about the four trends that happened in 2020 in church leadership and in preaching that I see continuing into 2021. That's going to come out next Thursday on New Year's Eve, so definitely check that out. Today, what I want to talk about, I just want to take a few minutes and talk about, in light of the fact that it's Christmas, in light of the fact that we celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, that we celebrate his birth, we celebrate his life, And ultimately, it's a great time to reflect on what truly matters in our lives and and particularly in our ministry and even more specifically in our preaching. We talk a lot at Preaching Donkey about how to improve your preaching, how to preach with more impact and more effectiveness and more clarity. And I, I firmly believe that's important for a few reasons. One, Paul said that faith comes by hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. So, and then he actually references preaching as the means by which people hear the message. He says, how are they going to hear and respond if no one preaches to them? So that's one of the reasons why I'm so passionate about helping preachers communicate better, because for people to hear your message and do something with it, uh, you have to capture their attention. So that's very important. Uh, Another reason why is when Paul talks about his ministry, he says, For this I toil, struggling with all wisdom, to try to make this clear to you, to try to serve you in this way. In other words, he's saying this isn't easy, this is a lot of work, it's toil, it's labor, but I do it. Because and I, and I do it using wisdom because I want to communicate this message to you and I want it to be clear because it's so vital and it's so important. So that's why uh, we do what we do at Preaching Donkey. That's why I like to encourage preachers to do everything they can to preach at their highest capacity because I feel like everybody can always be improving their preaching craft. With that being said, there can tend to be a lot of pressure that we put on ourselves and pressure that we can feel from the outside to perform at such a high level when we preach that it can turn into just trying to be impressive or trying to be smooth or polished. And it can be very discouraging when you feel like you're not measuring up in some way. 
And so briefly today, because I know it's Christmas Eve, you may or may not be listening to this on Christmas Eve. I don't necessarily expect you to listen on Christmas Eve. Although if you are, I'm awesome. it's awesome. Great to have you. Uh, but no matter when you listen to this, whether it's today or tomorrow or sometime between now and the end of the year, I want to encourage you with this thought. This is from 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2. And Paul is going to talk about this idea of eloquence and this idea of being focusing on what is actually happening when we preach and what's most important. And in this, I find a lot of encouragement to kind of just realize that it is God who does the life changing. And I want to position myself in a way that I'm doing the best I possibly can, and I know that's your heart as well, but at the end of the day, it is the Spirit of God who affects change in the lives of our listeners. And what Paul says here is very powerful. I'm sure you've heard this before, but I'm going to read you bits and pieces of it, and we're going to talk about it just briefly. So this is in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Paul says, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us Who are being saved, it is the power of God, for it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the age, the intelligence of the intelligent I will frustrate. Where is the wise person? Where is the teacher of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? For since in the wisdom of God, the world through its wisdom did not know him, God was pleased through the foolishness of what was preached to save those who believe. Jews demand signs and Greeks look for wisdom, but we preach Christ crucified, a stumbling block to Jews and foolishness to Gentiles. Here's why I wanted to read that. I wanted to read that because he says there are going to be people who look at what we do and say it's foolishness and it's ridiculous and it's silly. But at the end of the day, what he says is we preach Christ and him crucified. And because of that, some are going to respond and it's not going to be foolishness to them. It's going to be life and it's going to lead to life. But we stick to preaching Christ and him crucified, whether that's what people are looking for or not, right? The Greeks looking for wisdom, the Jews looking for signs. Maybe in our day, it's it's people looking for something that's going to make them feel good. It's going to make them feel peace. It's going to reduce their anxiety. That's going to make them feel hopeful. And all that stuff may come at some level in our preaching, but at the end of the day, Christ and him crucified is the point. And when we're preaching that, whether we're preaching it the most eloquent way that we can, whether it's beautiful and it's, you know, whether we're just skilled orators or we barely get the words out, when we preach Christ crucified, we are, we are being faithful to what God has called us to do and God can use it. He goes on in chapter two, he says, and so it was with me when I came to you, I did not come with eloquence or human wisdom as I proclaimed to you the testimony about God. Paul's saying, I didn't, I wasn't the most well-spoken person. I didn't have all this human wisdom. I wasn't eloquent and articulate. Now, I think Paul clearly was a lot of those things, but what he's saying is, It's not that my eloquence and human wisdom was enough to persuade you to do, you know, what you ultimately don't want to do. Rather, something else was going on. He said, for I resolved to know nothing while I was with you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. There he is again, right? 
keep what truly matters. It's Christ and him crucified. That's what we preach. That's what we know. That's what we think about. That's what we meditate on. And when that comes out in our preaching, whether it's done eloquently and it's just the most amazing thing anyone's heard, or we just barely stumble through the words, that is what truly matters. Christ and him crucified. I came to you in weakness with great fear and trembling. My message and my preaching were not with wise and persuasive words, but with a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that your faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on God's power. It's not persuasive words. It's a demonstration of the Spirit's power so that faith might rest not on human wisdom, but on God's power. When we preach Christ and him crucified, something amazing and supernatural happens. When we preach, we are not doing it to impress people who don't know God, who don't care about God. We are doing it to honor Christ. Now, what does this look like practically, right? Does this mean we just we disregard the people who are unbelievers in our audience? No, that, that's not Paul's heart. We don't see him do that in Scripture. In fact, in Acts 17, he engaged the unbeliever. He reached out to the unbeliever, to the skeptic, to the one who, uh, who doubted, and he actually used their language and their culture and their references to draw them in and to persuade them. So Paul, it's not as if to say Paul uses no technique uh, to reach out and kind of grab his listeners and pull them in. He was actually masterful at that. Rather, what Paul is saying is it's not that that he relies on. It's not eloquence, and it's not persuasion, and it's not articulation, and it's not having good diction, and not having vocalized pauses, and having a good stage movement, and all of these things that we talk about. It's not that that actually affects change. It's preaching Christ and him crucified that actually makes the difference in people's lives that translates into people responding to God's wisdom, even though it doesn't make sense to everyone. And so what I want to encourage you with today is we kind of wrap up the year and you're thinking about Christmas and you're with family. And whenever you listen to this, I want you to think about going into 2021, what does it look like to preach Christ and him crucified? How can that message, that central message, be central and be crucial to your preaching and your preaching content, and your the, the direction that you take your church in this coming year. I know that that is the goal every year, but I wanted to just reiterate it. One, to encourage you if you feel like you've got a long ways to go improving your preaching. That's a lot of preachers. Okay, None of us have arrived, myself included, the most amazing preacher you've ever met included. All Anybody who preaches will know that every single sermon, you want to get a little bit better, you want to get a little bit more um, locked into what you're doing. You want to be more in step with the Holy Spirit. You want to be more connected to your audience. So it's never, ever, ever done. However, what affects change in people's lives is not your talent. It's the Holy Spirit. So we want to preach Christ and him crucified and let the power of God and the spirit of God be the one that affects change in people's lives. That's my prayer for 2021. I hope it's yours as well. I'm confident that it is. I want to go I want to give something to you in the spirit of Christmas. If you don't already have it yet, I want to give you my 21-day guide to creating killer sermons. It's a 3-week, three 3-step three process that will walk you through 
how to create a message that's powerful, not because of the message itself and your ability to communicate it, but because you're going to preach Christ and you're going to preach Christ crucified. And I want to show you a, a way to look through any passage and develop an outline and uh, preach that message. And that will help you do it. Preachingdonkey.com slash 21 days. You can pick yours up there. And that's it for this podcast. Remember, definitely come back next week for four trends that are going to happen in 2021. And then we'll be back the very first week of January with episode 10. We'll, we got a whole, we got a new interview that day. It's going to be really awesome. We have a whole new set of interviews coming in January and beyond. I can't wait. If you're not subscribed, please subscribe to this podcast and I'll see you in the next one. Until then, have a Merry Christmas, have a Happy New Year, and I'll see you next time here at the Preaching Donkey Podcast.